morning and welcome to worship on this third Sunday of Advent. Whether you're joining us on our podcast, on YouTube, or via our radio broadcast, we're so glad that you have chosen this time to be with us in worship. I remind you that a bulletin for this service is available to download on our church website at oslme.com. This morning, we get to welcome Marnie Wozniak, who joins uh, Michaela Gifford as our musicians for today. You got a little taste of the beautiful music they'll be sharing um, in our prelude this morning. Thank you both for that prelude and all of your musical gifts that you're sharing with us. In preparation for worship, I invite you now to light a candle to gather some bread and wine or juice to celebrate Holy Communion a little later on in our service. We begin our worship this day with the lighting of our Advent wreath. As we light our third candle, we sing verse 3 of Light One Candle to Watch for Messiah, hymn number 240. join me in prayer. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, ruler of the universe. Your prophets spoke of a day when the desert would bloom and waters would break forth in the wilderness. Bless us as we light the candles on this wreath. Strengthen our hearts as we prepare for the coming of the Lord. May he give water to all who thirst, for he is our light and our salvation. Blessed be God forever. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn, People Look East, hymn number 248. Thank you. 
Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up the wills of your faithful people, Lord God, and open our ears to the words of your prophets, that anointed by your Spirit, we may testify to your light. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this morning is taken from the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from old, that we would be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We sing together our gospel acclamation. according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, 
Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear siblings in Christ, grace and peace to you all in the name of Jesus, the true light of the world. Amen. You've got to hand it to John. He never takes his eye off the ball. Not even for a second does he lose sight of who he is or what his role is. You can forgive the priests and Levites for wondering, though. John had earned a bit of a reputation, and he had started to gain a following. There were whisperings about him that he might be the one. And they were in need of a leader, someone people could rally around, someone who could speak and grab people's attention, someone who could inspire them and give them a sense of hope someone people would be willing to follow. And John, well, he fit the bill. So three times they asked him who he was, whether he was the one they were waiting for. But three times John said, no, no, it's not me. I'm not the one. John, you see, is a witness, one called to testify on behalf of the one who is coming. Did you notice how, when pressed, he deflects the attention away from himself and towards Jesus? Who are you? I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. I've been trying to get your attention so that you can prepare for the one who is to come. Yes, but we've seen your work. We've seen you out baptizing. If you're not the one, why do this? True enough, I have been out baptizing, but the one who is coming is more worthy than I am for the job at hand. He's your guy. He's the one you're waiting for. There is something remarkably freeing about John's confession. He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. John knows who he is and who he is not, and he does not fall into the trap of thinking that he has to be all things to all people. He doesn't have to be the Messiah or Elijah or anyone else for that matter. He is John, a man sent by God to testify that the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. And that is enough. He doesn't need to be anything more than this. Nor does John feel obligated to step into the role the priests and Levites and the others would have him play. What a change from our world where people are constantly stepping into the spotlight, seeking their 15 minutes of fame, where leaders endlessly promote themselves as the only one who could possibly do the job. Doubtless, there are leadership gurus out there that would tell John he's passing up an opportunity of a lifetime here. Now, to be fair, even in John's and Jesus's day, there were plenty of people willing to play this game. 
plenty of people willing to step into the fray and claim the title of Messiah. But John, he is different. He doesn't let these kind of thought distortions get in his way. He is not looking to make a name for himself. He isn't trying to get the most likes, the most followers, the most subscribers on his social media accounts. He doesn't feel the need to update his camel hair clothing. And so he is free to be who he is. He is free to testify on behalf of Jesus so that others may come to know and believe in him. And this is what he does. He says, look, Come and see, behold, the Lamb of God. John is able to get out of the way and point others in the direction of Jesus so that they too can experience God's love and salvation. John is grounded in his own identity. He knows he is beloved by God and this is enough. He can live fully into who he is and go about the work that God has called him to do. But just because John knows who he is and who he is not, just because he is in tune with his own purpose, doesn't mean that he has it all figured out. He doesn't have it all figured out. The very next day after the priests and Levites had come to him, John was out baptizing again, and he saw Jesus approaching. And he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. But listen to what he says next. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. John did not know Jesus ahead of time. You do not have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be able to explain the finer points of doctrine. You don't have to be able to pray like one of the apostles. You don't have to be able to testify like John. It's okay if you can't find Obadiah in your Bible without looking in the table of contents. It's okay if you can't keep Elijah and Elisha straight. It's okay if you have more questions and doubts than answers and certainty. It's okay if you don't understand how your part fits into the greater whole, if you can't see your way from the beginning to the end, because God can. God can and will work through you, will use your gifts, your talent, your uniqueness to help accomplish what needs doing in the world. John did not know Jesus ahead of time, but John was so rooted in his identity, so confident of God's love for him, that he was able to go about his work trusting that the future was in God's hands. And so he went on baptizing, and on the right day, God revealed Jesus to John. And then John revealed Jesus to others, to you and to me. I don't mean to make this all sound so simple, as though it's a small matter to be as rooted as John is. Goodness, it is not easy, not at all. The tedium of day-to-day -day life can make it hard to be inspired by our purpose in life. 
The expectations of others can make us doubt our own calling. The giftedness of others can make us undervalue the worth of our own contributions. And the times we're living, living in right now only make the problems worse. Because we are isolated from one another, it's even harder to see how we all fit together, how each of us as separated individuals or families are still woven and held together by God. John was a man sent from God as a witness to testify to the light. He himself was not the light. In fact, he did not even know the light. But he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. This is all you can do too. Bear witness in your own way to the true light with what you know. Bear witness with your voice, with your sewing machine, with your saw and hammer. Bear witness through your phone calls, through your artwork through your cards and letters, through your support of places like Arbor Place and Bridge to Hope and the Foster Closet. Bear witness so that others too can find their way to the Father and know that God so loves them that God sent God's Son into the world for them. Today, December 13th, is the feast day of Saint Lucy or Saint Lucia as she is also known. She's associated with light. Her name is actually derived from a Latin word that means light. And before the calendar was reformed, her feast day was celebrated on the winter solstice. Lucy lived in the late third century in Syracuse, Sicily, and was the daughter of a wealthy family. Like many of the saints, it's hard to separate out the historical facts of her life from the legends. But in any case, we know she was a Christian living at a time when Christianity was still illegal in the Roman Empire. Lucy's mother had arranged a marriage for her daughter, but Lucy did not want to marry. Rooted in her faith and in her knowledge that she too was a child of God and hearing the call of Jesus to care for those in need, she used her dowry to care for the poor. Well, this angered her intended husband, who denounced her as a Christian, and Lucy was martyred. She is remembered by the church for her witness, her faith, and the ways in which she cared for those in need. Especially in Scandinavian countries, she symbolizes hope and the return of light. In many homes, the day is celebrated as the oldest daughter of the family, dressed in, white, in a white robe, with a red sash and a wreath of candles on her head, leads a procession in which the children bring a breakfast of coffee, saffron rolls, and gingerbread to their parents. Against the long, cold, and harsh days of winter, the light and warmth of the candles remind us that the true light of the world is coming soon. As the daylight hours grow shorter, the sun's rays weaker, and as the shadows linger, it's easy to lose heart. Witnesses like John and Lucy help keep our hope alive as they point us in the direction of the dawn that is just breaking forth. And they inspire us to stay rooted and grounded in our own identities as children of God, beloved children of God 
and to find our own ways to proclaim the good news that the true light that enlightens everyone is coming into the world. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We join together in singing our hymn of the day. I want to walk as a child of the light, hymn number 815. to this weary world, 
We pray for the church, for the world, and for everyone in need. After each prayer petition we sing together, wait for the Lord, hymn number 262. God of preachers and messengers, you have entrusted your church with the work of proclaiming good news. Strengthen the witness of bishops and pastors, deacons, church musicians, lay leaders, and all who are sent to share your word in the world. Embolden their testimony that others may find their way to you. God of every living creature, you announce the year of your favor for all of creation. Shower your earth with your abundant blessings. Grant rest to fields and gardens depleted by years of production and restore threatened habitats. We pray to the Lord. that your goodness and mercy might be revealed through their actions. God of exiles and wanderers, you provide refuge to those in distress. Attend to those who have been displaced from their homes by natural disasters or warfare. Support the work of Lutheran World Relief, Lutheran Disaster Response, and all disaster relief organizations in all of their recovery efforts. We pray to the Lord.
Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you now, if you're gathered with others for this time of worship, to share a, a sign, a greeting of peace as we send you our love and our greeting of peace. Peace be with you. I want to take a moment to thank you for all the ways in which you continue to be generous, for the ways in which you support the work of helping those in need here in our community, in the world, and especially in the ongoing ministry here at Our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to follow in the ways and work of Jesus. We welcome your offerings to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send your offering to our church office, or you're invited to use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. I invite you now, if you have not already done so, gather some bread and wine or juice as we celebrate Holy Communion in a moment together. We sing together our offertory in the bleak midwinter, hymn number 294, we'll be singing verse 3.
nourishment, food, strength for us as we go out to share and bear witness to the light that is coming into the world and to share these gifts widely and as abundantly as we can. I invite you now to receive the gifts, the body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. As you share communion, we hear a gift of special music from Marnie and Michaela. They will be playing Away in a Manger. abundant God, you have done great things for us and we rejoice. In this bread and cup, you give us life forever. In your boundless mercy, strengthen us and open our hearts to the world's needs. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As you go forth into the rest of this day, go forth with this blessing. The creator of the stars, bless your advent waiting. The long-expected Savior, fill you with love. The unexpected Spirit, guide your journey now and forever. Amen. But before you go into the rest of your day, I share with you um, some announcements as I brief you the ministers of OSL. The first is an invitation to any OSL youth. You are invited to stuff 
the mailbox. Create artwork, write letters to members of OSL who are homebound. You're invited to drop off those creations here at the church and we will send them out to those folks who are homebound. Thank you for your creative endeavor. I remind you that Matins morning prayer continues on Wednesday mornings via Zoom with Pastor Sarah. If you would like to join in morning prayer, contact her and she will get you connected. This next Sunday, a week from now, you are invited to a virtual Christmas coffee hour hosted by Health Ministry. That coffee hour will begin at 9.45 a.m. And you can acquire a link to that Zoom gathering through our newsletter, through the scope, or call, contact the church office. We'll make sure you have that, that link and that, uh, that invita invitation and information so you can get connected to that virtual Christmas coffee hour. We have made plans for the ways in which we will celebrate Christmas Eve as a community of faith during this odd year. As we continue to do our best to keep one another and our greater community safe, we will not be meeting in person, not in a traditional sense, at least for Christmas Eve this year. But instead, your pastors will be hosting a drive-through Christmas Eve blessing in our church parking lot from 3 to 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve we will offer all those who gather in your car and drive through a prayer, um, some Christmas Eve candles to light at home, as well as a special gift. We will then make available a Christmas Eve worship service uh, that will go live at 7 p.m. on that same night on Christmas Eve. So you will have candles in hand as we worship virtually together. Finally, I remind you that if you have any prayer concerns, please reach out to your pastors, to your parish nurses. We are here for you. We love to hear from you and be able to make a connection. All our contact information can be found on our website at oslme.com. Finally, a big word of thank you to Marnie Wozniak, who has joined Michaela for beautiful music this morning. It is not over. We get to hear more, but thank you so much for being with us, Marnie. Our final sending hymn this morning, we will be singing Joy to the World, hymn number 267.
the Lord. Thanks be to God. 